Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome to episode 5 of the Mentally Fit Muslims podcast. Here's your host, Sabah Malik. Thank you, Sanya, for the awesome intro. I hope you guys are feeling well, or at least okay. I know with this pandemic, everything has shifted, and I'm so thankful that I have this little podcast haven to share with you and where we get to connect every two weeks. So today we're talking to a good friend of mine. Her name is Lisa and over time I've learned so much about the struggles and the hardship in her family with alcohol and drug addiction and I thought I would have her over and we just chat so I could hear what she's going through. Now remember stay tuned till the end to find out how things changed for her. What was the turning point and how did that happen? All right guys enjoy the show. Hey Lisa, thank you for coming. Hey Saba, thank you for having me. Um, so we know uh, each other for a while and we've been friends and we knew each other through work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I heard uh, when you would be over and we'd be working together, you would talk a lot about your family and your son particularly and what you were going through. Yes. So then I thought, why not have you over and then we just chat about it and you share your experiences. Because there's a lot of people who deal with addictions, but they mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it or they just, they have a lot of shame um, surrounding it or like taboo. So tell us about yes. yourself. Yes. A lot of people are afraid to talk about addiction. Um, and it is, like I said, it's with any, I think with all families, mm-hmm. all households, somebody knows somebody with yeah. addiction. But um I think that addiction a lot of times starts before the addiction itself. So before the person becomes addicted, I think it may have started in their home. Um, They may have saw something Mm -hmm. um, or passed down through, I don't know if it's hereditary. Okay, yeah. Um, But my father was, Mm -hmm. um, he was an alcoholic. Okay. And he was also addicted to gambling. Mm -hmm. Um, And he stayed with the gambling and the addiction until he passed three years ago Mm. and um but the alcohol addiction was bad it was really really bad and um it caused a lot you know a split up between my mom and my dad Mm. and i was adopted so it caused the adoption because mom left dad and all that but i think as the years went on i started looking for love in the wrong places and i was finding love with addiction with addicts Mm -hmm. didn't know that they were addicts at the time and sometimes they didn't do it until the middle of the relationship um Mm -hmm. whether that was the drugs usually the alcohol i knew at the beginning i didn't always know the drugs Mm -hmm. until you know that was secretive and it would come out a little bit later Mm -hmm. um but the the alcohol um that's just something that for some reason i've just always been attracted to those kind of guys that were alcoholics i don't know why Mm -hmm. um and then my kids you know i had four kids and all four of my kids became addicts Mm -hmm. and um I was never an addict. Um, I experimented when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, I experimented with alcohol. Mm -hmm. I experimented with marijuana. Um, I experimented with a couple hard drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in my 20s, 
middle 20s, I started getting out of that um, and stayed with the drinking here and there. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I lost somebody recently to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are that recent that it's still in my life. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that. I know that was recent. Yeah. So you're talking about your kids, like you being attracted to relationships where the person had an addiction. Um, did that have something to do with your parents? Because you were saying there is, you feel at least there's some genetic component to it. And from what I've read, that alcoholism or just having, um, being more prone to addictions can have a biological or a genetic factor to it because some people they can drink and they become they're like social drinkers and other people when they drink they become addicted to it yes so there are some people who are more prone to it so did you find that with your kids too because you're saying all your four sons all four of my sons yeah I think it is more it is hereditary um, because like I said my dad had it you know he was addicted to my grandparents which my dad's dad Oh, wow. um, my grandmother drank uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so and my mom worked in a bar and she drank okay so it's kind of just everybody Continue. I've known yeah it's okay. what I've known my whole life oh. um, the people that adopted me they drank oh, they drank really? on a daily basis okay um, but they drank like dad would come home from work and he would make a little mixed drink mm-hmm. and it was you know I'm not to be seen. I'm not to be heard. I'm to leave the room Mm -hmm. because they're drinking. And so they would sit at the table and they would drink and they would talk and Mm -hmm. for, you know, a couple hours and then, and then Mm -hmm. dinner would be served and we'd eat and dad would go upstairs and mom would continue drinking wine. So this has always been, been Mm -hmm. around me. Um, I think with my boys, my, um, one son, it, that started as something as innocent as the dentist. Oh, really? The dentist. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. And yes. that is absurd. How many people, they become addicted like that? Yes. So do you want to do you want to talk about that? Because I, I remember asking you about it. Yeah. Um, now, before, I think he had experimented and tried it here or there, a teenager hanging out with some friends. But he wasn't, he wasn't addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, his teeth were... He wasn't taking care of his teeth. I had always taken him to the dentist, but he wasn't taking care of them. Um, as he got probably, I don't know, in his 18, 19. Um, and they just started getting bad. I don't mm-hmm. know. And he started going to the dentist and they started giving him pain medicine because he was getting abscesses. And oh. and then he needed, you know, oral surgery, oral okay. work done. So, um, and yeah. It started right there. They mm-hmm. they didn't give him something strong enough. Uh-huh. So then he would go looking for something strong enough. Okay. And so it started off with the pills. Mm-hmm. And then that wasn't strong enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Then it, it went into that. More. It went into the heroin. Okay. And that became, you know, his drug of choice for many years. Many, mm-hmm. many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the drug he stayed with when he finally quit. Um, but... Yeah, that's where it got started at, was the dentist. Wow. Um, my oldest son, I believe that his was just, um, he was in and out of jail so, from the time mm-hmm. he was, you know, 13, mm-hmm. 14. 
And I think that's what his was. He was just looking for something. He was looking for love. He was looking for Mm -hmm. whatever he was looking for. He found Mm -hmm. it with gangs. He -hmm. found it in the drugs. He found it. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Why do you think just like putting aside environmental factors, like you said, the dentist or um, being in the in and out of jail why do you think people turn to drugs and not just hardcore drugs but even relationships that we know are not good for us or abusive or even us you know someone becoming an alcoholic what do you think deep down like is is a big reason you know given the experience you've had you know with me let's start with me um i don't know i think when i was a teenager um like I had said before, I've been I've been out of the house since I was 13. Put into those group homes and stuff and then ran away from all of them. When I started experimenting, um, my personal experience is because I, I was definitely looking for love. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it with my adopted parents because they gave me up. You know, at 13, mm-hmm. I didn't even know my biological family. So I was mm-hmm. starving for that relationship to yeah. find them. Um, my first boyfriend that when I left home or left the group homes and got with, I ended up pregnant at 15, you know, 15 years old. And they actually told me, if you're not pregnant, you're going to jail till you're 18. I was like, please let me be pregnant at 15, you know? And I was, um, this was with your first son. This is with my first son. Okay. Yeah. And so they, I lived in an unwed mother's home for a while. And um, then his mom took me out of there and let me go live with them. But he was an alcoholic, bad, mm-hmm. bad alcoholic. And he mm-hmm. was very abusive, mm-hmm. beatings all the time. Okay. Um, why I stayed with him, I think because he didn't show those true colors at the beginning. And he was a runaway like I was. Okay, so so we were attracted to, yeah. you know, that part you of it. You could connect to each we other. We could connect to each other. We yeah. both had family issues and things going on. Um, but then as we got together, then I, you know, I remember the first time I got slapped, he was drunk and I got slapped and I couldn't call my mom and dad cause they're, they're not around it. So I didn't call anybody. I didn't know who to call. Mm. So I put up with it and put up with it. And this mm-hmm. became a daily thing. You know, mm-hmm. he was out and he'd be gone sometimes for three days and come home and I'd get beat and he was drunk and he'd take off and do it again. Mm-hmm. And I continued to put up with it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I didn't have anywhere to go to know what to do. Okay. Didn't. So... Um, I think with that, so why I put up with it, you say why, um, I think it's just whatever you're going through at the time, um, you're alone. Mm -hmm. You feel like, what do you do now? I guess I could have called the police, but I didn't even think about calling the police because I'm a runaway. You Mm -hmm. know, I didn't want to turn myself in. I didn't want to go back to these group homes. So you, you deal with it. I guess some people would, some people wouldn't, I guess I was one of them that just Mm -hmm. did. So then Um, how did you get out? Because obviously you're in a very good place right now. I got out of, yeah, yeah. I got, well, that I got out of, um, sad, but true. I got out of that because my second, we ended up splitting up and my second son's father came into the picture Okay. and he actually made me feel safe. And he said he would, you know, keep that guy away from me. He wouldn't let him hurt me ever again. Mm -hmm. So we got together, Okay. but, um, he brought me here to Maryland and he was an addict. Okay, so it's kind of the same thing. So over kind here. of the same thing. Okay. You made me feel safe. Yeah. You're making me feel safe. You're mm-hmm. making me feel like you're going to protect me. Mm-hmm. And I I go for that because I have no one else in the world that's making me feel safe and mm-hmm. making me feel protected. 
Right. And when you drink and you beat me up, mm-hmm. I know it's, I think it's just because you're drinking. Yeah. And I think that when you're not drinking, you love me and you're nice to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that it can get better and you can get help and you really don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And then, cause when they're good and they're sober, they're, they're good. Yeah. And when, you know, they're bad and they're, they're drinking, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next day when they're crying with you and mm-hmm. they're sad because they had just put you through everything and mm-hmm. beat on you, you feel sorry for them. You think, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they really do have a heart. They really feel bad yeah. for me until the next time. Like but simple. after so many next times, yeah. you've already lost yourself. Right. You've lost yourself. You've mm-hmm. lost the hope you've lost the, you've lost everything. By then, it's like, he's taking care of me. I have mm-hmm. nothing. I have to mm-hmm. put up with this. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Okay. Who am I going to tell? Okay. So that goes on for a while until, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that was why, how I ended up getting with this one, then get with this one, okay. then had this boyfriend. Because each one made me feel safe that they weren't going to okay. let the other one do that to me. Okay. So right now, um, I don't feel safe. Okay. I don't feel protected. And sometimes I feel loved. And I think, I think with this death that just recently happened, it has scared me and done something to me to where I don't want to be away from home mm-hmm. now very long because I'm afraid I'm going to find my, someone in my family mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know it's a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to share how um, this loved one recently died? So or he just, died, yeah, he died th- for, from oh, alcohol. Okay. He had sclerosis of the liver. Okay. So you're just afraid of leaving your loved ones at home because you might find them like that. Yeah. That's because a legitimate I, fear. Well, because I feel like everyone that I thought I loved through my life has yeah. walked away or mm-hmm. hurt me or mm-hmm. damaged me. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally found someone that I really thought, mm-hmm. you know, really loved me and really cared, here mm-hmm. he's gone now too. Mm-hmm. you know and so it's made me to where now I'm afraid to I'm I'm just kind of afraid to be close to people yeah. and I feel like I don't want any man or mm-hmm. telling me anything anymore like mm-hmm. don't tell me you're beautiful don't tell me you love yeah. me don't don't because you're gonna leave me you're gonna walk yeah. away or you're gonna abuse me I don't believe anything you say right. and so that's what's you know that that's the damage there there's mm-hmm. the damage now yeah. um a lot of good came out of those experiences at the mm-hmm. same time okay. because now I, I've made a promise to myself that I will mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. put up with that ever again. Good. I will never put up yeah. with somebody lifting the hand or threatening me or calling me and anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I do know now that I deserve better. Okay, so you, you set know. those boundaries. So I've set the boundaries. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's taken a long time to yeah. set those boundaries mm-hmm. um, and to figure a lot of things out in my head, but they're set. Mm-hmm. And so that, good. that's a good thing. You it's know? a very good thing. Yeah. yeah, because I feel like, I've said before, it can bring you up mm-hmm. and it can make you positive and grow in your life or mm-hmm. it can totally bring you down and poison right. you and destroy you. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to let it destroy me. Okay. So, that's good. Um, but it's 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 a very hard thing. Um, addiction's a very very hard thing, and um, you start to think, "What did I do? Mm, you know, to, to cause yourself. all this? Mm-hmm. Yes, what did I do?" So as a mom, it's like, "Where did I go wrong? 
Did I let them get away with too much? Did, was I too soft? Was I, you know, the, the boundaries just weren't enough boundaries? I mean, was I trying to be their friend too much than, rather than their parent? Um, I, I just never knew really where it went wrong. And um, I think I still somewhat blame myself today. But at the same time, I feel like a part of me says no. You can't no. just blame yourself because they have, they're their own people. Right. And they're going through their own things that have caused them right. to get into whatever they're into. Because yeah. we're all responsible for what we cause ourselves to get into. Right. You know? Because looking at the <clears throat> bigger picture, we can't say that you are to blame. Right. I don't even think in the least bit. Because up till now, at this point, you've set your own boundaries. Right? So you kind of controlled um, your circle of control. And then there's... A bigger circle that is yeah. outside of your control right and none of us can say what happened outside in that area we are to blame for that right you know now you live with your grandkids so right? you often tell me about them so how are they doing so they're doing good um, they live with their dad and their dad was an addict at one time mm -hmm. um, and he's been clean almost well I always say three years and he's like mom it's going on four now Aww. so um, so this is your son, right? So this is my son. Okay. And, um, yeah, and that was the reason I had the kids, because mm -hmm. he was an addict. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got the kids, I asked him, you know, mm -hmm. are you going to be a part of this? And he didn't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I think he did, but he didn't know how to be a part of it, right. because he had to take care of his own self. Mm -hmm. So I took care of the kids, um, raised them, well, quite a few years now. Okay. And um, they're doing good, and now he has... My granddaughter, um, I put him on a, what is it, like a three-month, actually, okay. kind of trial thing to see how mm -hmm. it went and see how they did, and okay. and he's he's doing so well with her. Oh, that's he's great. So well with her, yeah. So I, I think that, um, um, I, and I believe that he, look, let me say something and back it up a second. People... People that I've talked to with addiction mm -hmm. also have mm -hmm. said that this is an everyday thing. So even when you're clean mm -hmm. and you're sober, mm -hmm. you're thinking about it every single day. Mm -hmm. And they they say they smell it. There's something telling them to go that way to go get it. I mean, it, they said it is a battle every yeah. day. And But I don't sit there with my son and say, I think that he's going to go back downhill again. Mm -hmm. I, I think if I even had that little bit in my mind, she mm -hmm. wouldn't have went to go live with them. And mm -hmm. we went through the courts for all this and everything. Okay. So um, I do believe that um, he got it out of the system or whatever mm -hmm. happened. He's, right. It's done. It's over. And mm -hmm. he's happier than he's ever been. Okay. You can now hold a conversation with him, something you couldn't oh, do for great. so long. Okay, so I you mean, have confidence in him that oh, he can get through this. I have so much mm -hmm. confidence. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that was in my mind was, even though you have a girlfriend and you're living with her, I uh, that aside, that doesn't matter. Whether mm -hmm. you and her make it or not, these are your kids and you still have to make it with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I thought about that. I thought, well, what if, you know, something happens between them? Is he strong enough to just take take that on. These are my right. kids. And if we got to walk the streets and figure out where we're going or what we're doing, mm -hmm. I mean, they wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just to say, are you, whether, are you willing to take that battle on? Mm -hmm. And I am 100% in my heart. I believe that. Okay. I believe that he has 
gotten it out of him. He's done what he could do. And, and do you think him having his kids gave him a higher purpose? That he said, okay, I have to get over this. It's time I step it up. That was absolutely when he started deciding. Okay. Because when he couldn't help me and he couldn't be there for them, mm-hmm. his girlfriend that he's with, she was an addict too. When they yeah. met each other, they, they were, were two addicts together. Or is this the one you told me about? Really colorful one. I remember you one day coming and like, yeah, this is my son's girlfriend and this, 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 this. Is this the same one? I probably did. Yeah. I probably, was I mad? At, I might have. Uh, yeah, you were really <laughs> mad about her. And I was like, I oh, probably no. did because, yeah, we've been yeah. mad at each other. We love each other. but We, <laughs> we were mad at each other at this time. Okay. Um, but yeah, I the two of them together, okay. everybody thought, you two are not going to make it. There's oh, no really? way you're going to make it. One of you are going to go back down and do it again. And the other one's going to be And the dry. other one's going to, you know, say, yeah. oh my God, either I'm going to get drug into it or mm-hmm. I'm going to have to leave you or something. Okay. No. they oh, still they, together? She actually, mm-hmm. he wanted to stop first. Okay. And he told her, I'm stopping. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done mm-hmm. with this. And she mm-hmm. said, no, I'm not done. Okay. And they stayed together uh-huh. for quite, yeah, I'm going to say it, it was probably maybe six months to a year okay. that wow. they stayed together and she was still doing it and he wasn't. And, how? and they were fighting so bad. I can remember him crying and crying and just okay. saying, I love her and this, I don't know what's happening, uh-huh. but something happened and oh, really? they got on board together. On the same page. The same page together wow. and they both now almost four years well her probably three yeah have totally been clean isn't it they they and she was living at her mom's Mm -hmm. and he was staying there with her a little bit and the kids would go over and see them but I wasn't you know that's when we moved and went out of state Mm -hmm. not long after um but yeah they moved out of her mom's they they Mm -hmm. own their own little trailer now and he owns a vehicle now something Mm -hmm. he never owned his own vehicle never Mm -hmm. he bought it this time bought his own vehicle has money in the bank saved wow so doing so well works all the time so you know that's one thing i think you can quote unquote blame yourself for (laughs) you can't take credit for this yeah right because it's like you're breaking that cycle yeah and if your son is that good at this point in in his life there's something that's got to be said about you as a mother as a role model and you stepping in for his kids. So oh, yeah. I think what you're doing is you're breaking the cycle. It's not easy and there's still ups and downs. And mm-hmm. it's so nice that you know, you're know you overcoming that struggle and the cycle is kind of being broken you know, in, in your family. So having gone through all that, what's, what's your top lesson, like the number one lesson? I guess um, if I had to say something, I would, I would think I would say, um, I think it's just a thing that everybody's minds and everybody's growth is different. Mm -hmm. So it could take some people a lifelong, this could be a lifelong lesson for people. You know what I mean? I I realize that we can always connect with other people based on the experiences, not what we see on the outside. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even around the neighborhood, when you drive and you see a house that's very big and, you know, everything, the lawn is manicured and you think, you know what? They're very well off. Looks are deceiving. Yeah. And then you drive through a trailer park and you're like, you know what? I feel sorry for them like that. But you don't know inside that trailer park, it could be the happiest family on earth. Right, Absolutely. and they wouldn't want the big house. Nothing like it. It becomes like a facade, Absolutely. and us humans, we judge like on the outside. Mm-hmm. When you felt like you didn't have love, and you needed to turn to 
um, people who you thought could give you, but it was just like another quote unquote addiction. What, what advice would you give to that mother and even like to yourself, like how to seek that love without harming yourself in the way? Well, I think it starts with yourself. You have to pay attention to yourself. Your mm -hmm. feelings matter mm -hmm. because you start losing yourself through addiction. And again, you feel like you're not worthy to be loved. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy if I'm putting up with this disrespect. Why mm -hmm. would they even love me? You know, you, mm -hmm. you start thinking you're abuser or the whoever, mm -hmm. you know, you're not worthy of it. Um, mm -hmm. Always pay attention. Always reassure just reassure every day, every day, I love you, I love you, I love you. No matter what. No matter yeah. what, you know, always make yourself available for someone to listen to you too. Right. You need that you self have to, You have to have right. that. You have yeah. to. Because I was, I would call, I have a sister that's a psychotherapist. Oh, really? And nice. so she was adopted along as I was adopted. We were the only mm -hmm. two that were adopted. Um, and her life has totally turned out totally different than mine. Okay. We are two different people. Really? Came from the same story, mm. but two different people. Right. And so sometimes I would talk to her about mm -hmm. the boys. Okay. And sometimes I just felt like she didn't understand though. I thought mm. she's a good person to talk to. She's a psychotherapist. She just, I, I felt like she didn't understand. She didn't live the life I led. Mm. led. Mm. She didn't have the boyfriends that I had. Mm -hmm. And had the abuse that I had. She totally different life. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like, no, maybe she's not the right person to talk to here. Because mm -hmm. she just really doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. She understands what she's learned in the books. Okay. She doesn't understand really firsthand. Mm -hmm. So then I started talking to other people, other moms that I knew that they were going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that was so important to me. Okay. That's where it was at right there. Really? Because they knew firsthand. Okay. They knew how it felt. They knew the emotions. They knew step by step. Because again, like even Dr. Phil, okay? Mm -hmm. Dr. Phil can guide us. He can tell us. He can all this. But he really doesn't know the emotions of it. He really doesn't know those feelings. Sometimes there's sick feelings in you. And you're like, you know, mm -hmm. like, like the mom that said, hey, I took my kid to go get the heroin. You did mm -hmm. what? Why mm -hmm. did you do that? Because it was either I do that or my kid was right. going on the street to get it. And what if they got, you know, they, they didn't even return. What if they dropped right then and there? At least mm -hmm. if I'm taking them and he drops, I'm here with them. I'm here. I'm here to help. You know, I mean, you start, and then you start thinking, oh my God, this is crazy thinking, mm -hmm. you know, but with somebody that's going through it along with you, there's going to, you're going to be able to relate right. there. You get it. You get it. Yeah. And, um, within, um, I think, well, within all communities, even though we think it's just within our own, but within the Muslim community, I found, I still find that people don't talk about this. And for me, when I first had, uh, when I first got bipolar and I was having these um, suicidal thoughts and so many other, you could say, crazy things, I didn't care about the doctors. I didn't care about the therapist or right. anybody. I wanted to find somebody who was down there in the trenches with me going through the That's exact it. same thing. That's absolutely yeah. right. If anyone else gave me advice, I'm like, you don't know. 
-hmm. You can try, you can, uh, you can give me examples and books and I can't show it to you. It's invisible. Just like you're saying the, the cravings yes. and, and they're not cravings. That's an understatement. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I cannot explain that to you. I have to know that you're fighting that same battle with me. You're down in the dirt and mm. your nose or your face, you're bleeding with me. That's right. And it, it's weird because you think, oh, you're both suffering. You both need help. How can you help each other? But I, I think there's something like with this podcast, that's what I do. Mm. I don't want to invite doctors. Right. I don't want to really right. invite authors maybe right. once in a while. Right. I want somebody who has the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Who has experience with addictions or mental illnesses who's right. gone through the same thing. Because you're right. That peer support, I mm. think it has the ability to lift us way more than expensive therapy sessions mm -hmm. or, you know, the best drugs out there. Because mm -hmm. it's that human connection. Right. You're like, oh, I get you. You know, you were mm -hmm. seeking the same thing that I am and you're mm -hmm. going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope, I know I, I came, um, you came on this podcast to share your experiences, but I hope you coming here, you got something too. Like you connected, you felt heard, validated, even though I'm not going through the exact same thing, but you know that when we connect mm -hmm. with each other and mm -hmm. we hear each other, it's like, okay, you matter. Mm -hmm. You know, what mm -hmm. you're saying, it's, it's valid. Mm -hmm. You're not... I'm not going to push you away. You matter just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope you kind of uh, got that or you felt that. I do. And, and you know, um, I get so much validation helping people. Yes. That yeah. is where it's at for me. Because I've always said, you know, what is your purpose? Why are you here? You know, was for so long it was like, is what is my purpose? You know, I'm going yeah. through this. I'm going through that. Is is there ever going to be happiness? Can I ever call my family and say I'm doing great? I'm great. I'm happy. When is that day going to come? Right? But no, this I finally realized through everything, and even through John's passing, um, that's what I said. I said. This is my calling. This mm -hmm. is why he put me here. Mm -hmm. He put me here not to make me suffer, not to make me struggle, not mm -hmm. to, but at the same time mm -hmm. to make it, you know, make this, whatever happened here is mm -hmm. matters because of what's getting ready to happen yeah. or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I'm here. I'm here to help people. I'm here to be there for people. I've mm -hmm. made it right. so far. You have. You I have. have, right? I'm so amazed by you and, um, just impressed you know that you've come this far and to see you getting better and better and like i i have to have her on my show so that she can inspire other people because some people are just starting out on that journey mm. and they'll like listen to this episode in their car or somewhere kind of private you know where no mm -hmm. one else can kind of see oh you're listening to that it's not like facebook and instagram right. you know where you can see what right. you share mm -hmm. so i love that this is very uh, private mm -hmm. i love it too i i think that a lot of people are doing this and it's true you know before social media a lot of people had different things like this we've all had different things like this in our home but again hush hush everything's yeah. hush hush you don't talk about it yeah. you know and our family you know nobody's families are perfect you know and i'll be the first to you know sometimes my boys like you don't need to go and tell what's going on you know? <laughs> no i do yeah. i do need yeah. you know because i don't want everybody thinking my little life's perfect it's not perfect you know yeah. what i mean and um but yeah, you're right. Something's happened because all my boys are sober today. Oh my God. Um, Congratulations. Every one of them wow. are sober that today. That is huge. That's that is huge. huge. I'm now, so happy let me you. just say that it's taken a couple of them prisons. 
mm-hmm. four times, mm-hmm. you know. So. My my oldest son, um, in, when I go on Facebook, I'll see him and he's posting things just saying, you know, be positive, get mm-hmm. back up. So mm-hmm. he's always posting positive things, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the mm-hmm. people he now surrounds himself with are, mm-hmm. are ex-addicts and they're all trying to put positive things out. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, I think there is a... I don't know if they call it a bar. So it's not a drinking bar, mm-hmm. but it's a place where everybody goes and people that used to be addicts can all go in and kind of really? mingle with each other and have coffee or whatever up there. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's it's one of those like kind of shop places. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So I never thought that he would get sober. Okay. Never, 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 never thought it. Um, and he was left for dead a couple times and he, he oh. became sober mm-hmm. um, with his experience in and out of prison. And then um, my second son, he just got out of prison for the, you know, couple times he was in. But yeah, he, and and they've all, well, I say they all. My second son and my third son, they've now got their kids. So my second son went through a divorce, through Mm -hmm. all this addiction. You mean they were able to get the kids back in their custody? Yeah, Yeah. he's actually um, got the kids living with him in South Carolina, my second son. Uh He's got three kids and now he has a new baby. Wow. So now he's doing wonderful being, that the, you know, great. being dad, you know. I have a weird question, which yeah. is, what's your choice of addiction now? Because I find when you, when I went away from um, the harmful addictions, I had to replace it with a positive addiction. So for me, it's weird, but it's the running. Because I find in running, okay, it's like in running, there's a slight self-harm because you do feel the pain, right? right After right. I'll have knee pain or, you know, if I run too fast, my throat will hurt or my feet. But with that, after, I feel really good. I get this natural high. So mm. I call that my addiction, running mm-hmm. and then praying. Praying, like, puts me in a high mm-hmm. that I cannot get from any, mm-hmm. like, other drugs. Mm-hmm. So I find it kind of makes me feel... um still connected to my past where mm-hmm. I had that struggle with the addiction. Mm-hmm. So I still have that, but I've kind of reframed it and I've changed it, changed it around. So in a fun way, what do you think your healthy addiction is? I think my healthy addiction right now is I can't get enough of being around good people. Mm, that's amazing. I, I love and that. And because for so long... You know, I was in this relationship for 14 years, and that's the one, Freddie, mm-hmm. that comes mm-hmm. here. Oh, he's um, nice. <laughs> he came yesterday. <laughs> he's he's really nice, yeah. um, but he has that illness, you know, mm-hmm. that he's had for many years, and mm-hmm. they don't know what it is. But I think for so long, I kind of took myself away from my friends. Mm-hmm. I quit talking to so many people because I was just taking care of him. I was working mm-hmm. on getting the kid, the grandkids. I was just, I was in another, another world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, uh, so I quit talking to friends and after him and I had split up and I had went through everything I went through with John and everything, mm-hmm. um, I thought, you know what? The best thing for me is always, like I said, going to be positiveness. So mm-hmm. to keep myself surrounded around mm-hmm. good people, happy people, fun people, positive mm-hmm. people, I can't get enough of that now. So now that John's passed, I have it, and it is, it is a little local bar that I go to, mm-hmm. um, and and we call it the backyard bar, and okay. we call it that because it's a small place. Uh-huh. It is a local place. Mm-hmm. It is a place where it's been open about three years now, I think. Okay. And everybody is locals. Oh, really? And they're all friends. We're all friends. Okay. Um, 
And one of my good friends introduced me to so many people that go there mm-hmm. and that the atmosphere is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. We have campfires, we, we oh. just laugh and we play mm-hmm. games. And yeah. so I find myself once a week, I'm, I'm kind of drifting over there, okay. you know, and I just, it's so good. And it mm-hmm. feels so good for people when you walk up and they're like, hey, come here. Oh, hi, we've so missed nice. you. We enjoy mm-hmm. talking to you. It feels so good because right. that's where you feel wanted and you feel, mm-hmm. you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, this is a bar and this is the, you know, this is where I'm feeling so welcome and warming mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, okay. that's exactly because I don't, I don't go and do anything. I don't really mm-hmm. hang out with people, you know, mm-hmm. so that's where I go. And I just mm-hmm. see like all my friends can come there and we just, mm-hmm. you know, and then around the holidays or whatever, you know, we go to one person's house and shoot some pool mm-hmm. or we might go swimming at somebody else's okay. and we're all getting ready to do a little go hiking trip, okay. oh, you nice. know? Yeah. yeah. So about five people over there are like, let me know when you go. Let's all get mm-hmm. together and do it. They all go kayaking in the mm-hmm. summer, you know, constantly a bunch of them. So I'm like, this is me this is where it's gonna be right here this is my new beginning Mm -hmm. this is where I find my happiness Mm -hmm. my son Ryan goes with me there now Um, before John passed I couldn't get John to really go over there because he wasn't feeling good all the time Mm -hmm. and Ryan just thought you know he was in his own little world Mm -hmm. Um, since John has passed it has absolutely changed Ryan it has opened his eyes Mm -hmm. he is I don't know if he's afraid of losing me, mm-hmm. but he is wanting to be around me more, wanting mm-hmm. to show me love more. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, it's always, I love you, mom. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Just being there and talking. We have conversations for hours just mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, that's so important. But yeah, he goes with me and we play games and, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. and he actually offers a lot of times, hey, mom, do you want to go over here now? You right. know, maybe Max or maybe so-and-so oh is going to be over there. So it's so fun. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love. I love, and I told Ryan that. I said, mm-hmm. I love Ryan, mm-hmm. that I can go here and then I can go home. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think that I'm going there to find somebody. Mm-hmm. That's can, what I love. Yeah. I love that I can just go home, climb in my bed, and it's just me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, doing my own thing. I'm living my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm happier now. That's you great. Know? I, I realized when you said you've set your own boundaries that this is this kind of garbage I'm not going to accept from anyone else. Yes. I'm not going to accept anyone doing that to me. So when you had that self-love and that started to grow, you naturally attracted people who are giving you it's that true. love. You know, it's who true. are coming to you just to hang out. They're not wanting anything from you and you're not wanting anything from them. So I, I just yes. realized that that's amazing. You started with that self-love and then yeah. you attracted people like that in your life so that that is a big accomplishment it, it really is because I had someone a couple years ago give me a book and it was um codependent mm-hmm. and they said you're very codependent mm-hmm. you always want somebody you're mm-hmm. always looking for somebody you don't want to you know do it mm-hmm. alone you're you'll take good I mean you'll take bad over you know mm-hmm. n- nothing at all okay um you'll settle for less just to have okay and, um, and it was true for so long, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, no, it's like, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I didn't always like myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I do like myself now better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I still have more time to grow right. and there's still more things to put into place because, um, there always is, for there always is. Yeah. 
Um, I think I can be a better mom. I can be a better friend. Mm-hmm. I can be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just better to myself. I'm not lonely. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not people lonely. People love you. Right? Yeah. And it's amazing. Even just during this episode 30 minutes ago, the words I was hearing from you was addiction, I, blaming myself. And now it's about, you said the word love many times, like I can be a better mom. So just your words, they've changed. You yeah, because I think sometimes I give myself mixed emotions because, or whatever it is, because sometimes I feel like, you know, am I loved? Right? So I start with that. Am I loved? Am I truly loved? You know, do my boys truly love me or am I just a place that they're, you know, Ryan's living? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's living there. He's there with me, but I'm paying all the bills. I'm doing everything. You Mm -hmm. know, does he really love me? Mm -hmm. If he really loves me, why is he watching me struggle? Why is, you know what I mean? But then I think, no, no, that don't think like that. That, That's one of your bad thoughts again. Don't think like that. Um, yes, he loves you. Yes, yeah. he's there for you. Um, yes, you're a good mom to him. You've always been a good mom to him. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you weren't always hard mm-hmm. as you could be, but you were a good mom to him. Yeah. And with and and I also believe I was as good as I could be with the tools that I had. Yes. So you know, when you talk about positivity versus a quote that I just see online, knowing your background, that positive quote means so much more mm-hmm. than somebody who's who who you're like you were saying they're in the books and besides that that book that you talked about codependence um i'll share it in the episode notes so maybe somebody who's there right now if you're saying that's a good book and it made you aware then it definitely has it's, it is a good some book merit yeah because yeah. i didn't realize how how i just kind of on or latched on uh, yeah you know to just whatever mm-hmm. just to get by right um and i had to realize wait a minute you need to go get your own jobs, quit depending mm-hmm. on these people. Mm-hmm. You need to get your own mind and quit making everybody else think that because they're paying all the bills and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're still alcoholics and they're out there drinking, but they're mm-hmm. paying all the bills that you have to listen. You you mm-hmm. have no rights or no say so or no anything mm-hmm. because, you know, if you say the wrong thing, they're going to leave, they're going to take their job and their money and you're not going to have anything. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm now like, you know what? I'll make my own mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. I'll make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. I will talk to who I want. I mm-hmm. will like who I want, love yeah. who I want. I will do what I want. Um, but like I said, it, it's, it didn't just come overnight. Yeah. It didn't just come overnight. And I will not look for another person like my father. Yes. Because I think that's what I was doing, was looking yeah. for love. I was looking for daddy that yeah. left me. No. Okay. I, it, life is great. Life yeah. is great, you know, and... Like I said, you, you sometimes you just gotta stop and you gotta question what's going on and yeah. and um So it's that awareness that woke you up. It's and, it's yeah. it's a lot of different awarenesses that yeah. woke me up, yeah. Okay. That, well, we because you know what? I feel like I'm fifty five, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. be fifty six and I feel like I don't wanna live the rest of my life how right. I live. Yeah. You know, and I and I truly say that that the life I've had could have made me yeah. be out there and you know. Right. So you chose a different And I path. chose not to be yeah. the prostitute, not right. to be the, the yeah. drug person, not to do any of that. That was but kind of easy to do because that's yeah. all you knew. Yeah. So you chose the harder path. But I chose the harder path and yeah. right. got knocked down over and over and over and over and over. But got you got back up and I'm sure you're going to get knocked down over and over and over. Yeah. Maybe but again, but I'll keep getting up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it was really nice talking to you. Yeah. And I hope next time maybe your son can come on. or I think that and, would be neat. Yeah, if he wants to remain anonymous, that's fine. He talks a lot like I do. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> Did I, I would preach? love it. <laughs> I 
I think yeah. I put your daughter to sleep. Yeah, she's here with us <laughs> the whole time. She was here. I'm so I can't believe you're so patient. I know. That's amazing. One day we'll have you on the show. Are you ready yeah. for a nap now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, Lisa, Aww, for coming on. Thank you, Saba, for having me. It means me. a lot, and I yeah. know your words will inspire the people. I hope so. so. People, oh. I just want everybody to just believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself and believe that there is help and there's people out there and, yeah. you know, that um, you can do it, but you got to make that choice. Right. You got to, you know, everything is a consequence in life. Yeah, whatever you and do. And it's either going to be good or bad. And so right. we need to question it. And, um, but it's, you can get help. You can, right. you can get saved. You can, you know? yeah. So, so you're just becoming aware and having positive people around you, the support that's that's the one of the most important things okay. because I think without the positive people in my life today where would I be right I I would be alone I'd be I, I don't know where I would be yeah but at least I know I have plenty of places where I can pick up that phone right now you know right. and yeah. um and I always tell my boys you know they're the same thing they always okay. know you know okay. where to where to be positive who to talk to so thank you again yeah thank you. all right okay. thank bye. you bye all right, guys, so that was the episode for this month. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned from it. See you in my next episode. Bye.